the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections, brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where diversity and opportunity are one. From education to employment, entrepreneurship to innovation, this program is your weekly connection to the latest trends and opportunities taking place all across Silicon Valley. Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr. Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr., and I'm your host for Silicon Valley Business Connection. And with me today is my producer and co-host, Carl K.W. Welsh, yes, and otherwise known Welsh. as Big Papa. Big Papa. I love it when you call me Big Papa. <laughs> Who do we have on the show today, Carl? Well, Carl, I am extremely proud to say today we have Kelly Woolfolk. She is an extremely beautiful. She is tremendously talented and intelligent. She's creative and extremely well-spoken. Now, once she corrects me on Facebook one time when I said the word irregardless, I had a comment. So she uh, wrote me. She quietly wrote me and said, Carl, there's no such word as irregardless. Ooh. Oops. All right, right. So she she ain't afraid to say anything to anybody. Now, Kelly is what I'll call. She's an attorney. She's a, She has a big heart. She has a love for creative pursuits uh, with a variety of work and life experiences. I've known Kelly for, I ain't going to say our age, Kelly, so five years uh, times four. But, exactly. Yeah, so Carl, Carl, you remember school days, right? Yeah, that was by what, Spike Lee? Spike Lee, yeah. So Kelly started her, her entertainment. She started her career as, a, as an actor in the entertainment industry. She was in, in Spike Lee's movie School Days, and uh, she was Radio Raheem. May he rest in peace. She was Radio Raheem's girlfriend. Uh, can I, is that right? Can I say that, Kelly? You was Radio yeah, Raheem's girlfriend? Right. There was sort of like a love uh, interesting. There's a little love interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little hubba yeah. hubba here. Yeah. <laughs> but she began, she began her career in the legal department at Virgin Records, man, down in Beverly Hills. So oh, yeah. she's, uh, she, she's been in the industry for a long time. She earned her JD. Uh, she worked uh, first as a, in the federal government. And uh, then she later represented a lot of private employers, clients, uh, in the real estate and commercial transactions as a mediator. Um, Kelly also, she also consults with a community college in San Francisco. And she's uh, debuted as an adjunct professor uh, in the Dominican Republic, the DR. Mm. Not mm. in America, as in international. Yeah, I'm telling you, she's bad, yeah. man. She's well, bad. Let's bring her on, Carl. Yeah, let's Kelly. get her on. So, Kelly, welcome to uh, the show. I call it the Carl and Carl Show. Uh, so, welcome to the Carl and Carl Show. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here with you guys. And well, I have to say, I'm the other KW. That's, that's right. That's right. See, we were made for each other. She don't know that yet, but we'll, we'll figure that uh, out. Raheem, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so, so, well, so, Kelly, let's, let's just get started, okay? Uh, okay? Tell me, how did you decide to become a lawyer? Well, it's interesting because I actually never, ever wanted to be a lawyer. Um, I thought that that was like the last thing anyone should ever want to do because it just seemed a career in the law seemed very, very boring to me. It seemed very stiff and dry, lifeless, just like it wouldn't be any fun. 
So um, I did not want to go to law school, and I did my undergraduate major. I went to Spelman College and got a, a degree in Spanish. And people were like, what on earth are you doing with that? <laughs> right? Like, why would you have a Spanish degree? But there's always something that interested me about international culture and languages, and I always loved, you know, music and the arts. And I just enjoyed those things, but didn't necessarily see a career path. Um, but as you said, um, I did school days with Spike Lee. That happened because in my senior year at Spelman, Spike, who went to Morehouse ahead of me, um, came back and was premiering She's Gotta Have It and also auditioning people for school days. And on a dare, I auditioned and got lucky, got the part, um, but had no interest in acting. Ended up going to Los Angeles, as you mentioned, worked in Virgin Records. That was my first like real, real entertainment job. And I just happened to get placed in the legal department at Virgin. And while I was there, my job was to review all the artist contracts. So it was people like Lenny Kravitz and Paula Abdul and Soul mm-hmm. to Soul when they were all just starting out. And so I learned just what, it, what an artist contract was, what it meant, you know, what the value of it was about their publishing and their licensing and how the record company would take back a lot of the money that they advanced people and just all those kinds of things. And that was when I thought, well, wait a second this is really interesting. You know, I love the fact that I could go to work with jeans on, there was music playing, and I could meet these cool people, and <laughs> there are parties involved. And so that's what made me go to law school, just having that experience at Virgin and seeing that the law wasn't just, you know, having to wear an uncomfortable suit in the courtroom and, you know, having to write up these long documents all day long. It wasn't that at all. And so that's how I, and I went to Howard Law School, by the way, HU, got to shout them out. Shout out to Howard. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so now you are you are the business and legal affairs counsel for a television company in, in L.A.? I am. I am. I cool. am. It's a company called Harvest Studios, and it's a black-owned company. Um, Bentley, Kyle Evans, is one of the executive producers there. Trent nice. Gems is the other one. Mm-hmm. Bentley is, if you happen to see any, like, old Jamie Foxx shows or Martin Lawrence shows, Bentley's the executive producer on a lot of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also does a lot of writing. And so we now have a couple of shows on air with Bounce TV. Bounce is a network out of Atlanta. And so in different parts of the country, I think actually in, you know, locally too in California, you can see Bounce. It's like channel 60 something. I don't know. I don't necessarily get it mm-hmm. out here. But if you look, go to BounceTV.com, you can look for our shows there. Uh, one is called Family Time. And that stars Omar Gooding, who's Cuba Gooding Jr.'s younger brother. Mm. And another show is called In the Cut, which is about a barbershop. And we've got Kalita Smith on there, who was the wife of the Bernie Mac show, and a lot of other people that you probably nice. recognize. Mm. And yes, I'm in the credits as business and legal affairs. <laughs> so I do all the production agreements. I negotiate with the network. I do the talent deals, talk to their agents and lawyers, and just you know try to make sure that we stay within the budget when we've got to pay people for what they do. So you know we were trolling Facebook, and we went to your Facebook page. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see Kelly, this... <laughs> Incredible woman. Go to Kelly Wolfolk, W-O-O-L-F-O-L-K. You are in a picture with um, three uh, very talented uh, uh, oh, and yeah. well-known actors. Uh, Nick Is it Nick Tor- Torturo? Is that his name? Torturo. Yeah, yeah, Nick Torturo, Torturo. T- uh, Tia Carrera, which is, who was um, half as lovely as you, but but she's still a beautiful woman. And uh, and who's the, the the young lady? She used to be in the other one. She was Aida, in a... Aida Torturo. Yeah. Aida Torturo is Nick Torturo's first cousin. She played Tony Soprano's Sister, right, right. That's who that is. Super talented. Now, yeah, now, talented. now, was that a was that a a, a recent uh, picture that you guys did on, yes, on a on a show? Actually, yep, that happened just this past weekend. I was in L.A. for the past week, working on a number of different projects. And Bentley, as I mentioned, um, is a producer director. He, um, they're working on a pilot for a new show called Over the Hill. So I did the production agreement for that show for the pilot. 
and Nick Tatura stars uh, Tia Carrere, you mentioned, was in Wayne's World. She is like Nick's girlfriend and love interest. Sorry, actually his wife in the show. And um, so, yeah, so I was there on set and, and got to sort of watch what was happening. So it's nice. As, as a lawyer, I do a lot of the deals, right, the negotiations and the agreements between the different parties. But it's nice because I also have access to, you know, being able to see how this whole operation goes down and what the different parts are and how it's important, like why we need you know, the certain camera person to do it. Are we going to use multiple cameras or a single camera? Is it handheld? I mean, all these kinds of things I'm learning about. Which right. When I was in law school, I did not ever think that that would be part of what I was doing. But So is it different, is it different uh, business uh, being on the creative side as opposed to being or just as a, as a straight legal, uh, legal uh, uh, person? Yes. Yeah, so one of the things I like about being an entertainment lawyer is that I get to engage with the creative people a lot. Um, you know, artists are, are, are in some ways a different breed, right? Um, we love artists because they are the heartbeat in a lot of ways they express what a lot of us are thinking and feeling, whether it's musically or in film or in writing, what have you. And so it's important to let them kind of be free and, and you know, express in whatever way comes to them naturally. And that's how you get a lot of these beautiful things that we see. That's why we're so, we were, like you mentioned, Bill Nunn, who played Radio Rahim, why we were also affected when he passed away, because, you know, you know the, the acting that he did right. really spoke to us in a lot of ways. Right. Um, but artists are, you know, they are their way. But it's all for me, I enjoy being around that sometimes, but I also like to be able to come back and handle the business, because I like that intellectual stimulation. It's a nice balance for me. Now, for, both. now for you, what, Carl, what you can't see on Facebook is that Kelly, how tall are you, Kelly? 6'2". Okay, she's 6'2". Oh, really? She's, she's breathtaking. Yeah. She's intelligent. Oh, she's powerful. So does, does that, does that, you know, as, a, as, a, as an African-American woman, and, and I'm going to assume that you're mixed with some other ethnicity, but as an African-American woman in the, in the entertainment industry doing legal, does that, is there a glass ceiling for you, or do you think that, uh, that because of your creativity, your interest, and your excitement, you can kind of overcome all of those, and, and you can do whatever you want to do? Okay, first of all, I have to tell you, I'm just a garden variety black girl. Ain't nothing garden variety and about you, girl, unless it's like a garden I'm roses. going in the garden. I'm, going, I'm planting seeds tomorrow. <laughs> I'm seeds. Yeah, so ain't nothing garden about you, so we'll move past that one. We come in all different shapes and sizes, so, you know, but I got a heritage with a little of this and a little of that. But anyway, both my parents are black, I'll say that. Um, But in terms of glass ceilings, so, okay, let me back up a little bit, back to Virgin. So I told you I was working in the legal department, and at that time, movies like New Jack City were coming out, Boys in the Hood, uh, House Party, all those things. There was this huge emergence of like this new black genre in film. And they were all, you know, written, directed, produced by these brothers, black men, and, and like the Hudlin brothers, and he did House Party, and mm-hmm. um, George Jackson, and oh my gosh, George McHenry. Do you remember Maddie they, Rich? Yes, I remember that name. Yeah, Maddie Rich. Okay, that's, never, the only, that's the only brother back him. in the day. Yeah. Yes. Well, some of these guys were attorneys. They had been to Harvard Law School and Yale and all that. And so I was like, well, wait a second. You know, I did the, the numbers, right? I'm like, okay, that's three years of law school. And, you know, however much time it takes to produce and, you know, to kind of get on in the business versus, I don't know, maybe 20 years of me trying to climb up the ladder and become an executive. And at the time, I will tell you this, Virgin had an office next door to um, Dolores Robinson, who was Holly Robinson's mom. And back in the day, and she may still do it, but she managed Holly and Babyface and all kinds of people. So I used to go next door and just talk to her. 
and just, you know, find out about what was going on. And I remember asking her, I was thinking about going to law school. I said, do you think I should go to law school? Because some people were saying, oh, no, you should be an actress or whatever. And she's like, mm, go to law school because, number one, you will have so much more longevity in this business if you can actually do the work, you know, behind the scenes. And two, like you said, I'm 6'2". And a lot of leading men are 5'10". They're not very tall in Hollywood. There's a lot of small people down there. Can be a little spiky. Can be a spiky. <laughs> well, you know, actually, that's how I got the part in, in school days. I played off of, you know, what they, people assumed was my sexuality because I'm so, so tall. I must be this, you know, you, you name it. Versus him, who's really, really small. So what does that mean about him, right? And I was like, he's either going to love this audition or he's going to hate it. Mm. And he loved it. So anyway, that's several stories in one. But so, again, back to your question about the glass ceiling. I well, do hold, think- hold, Kelly, Kelly, hold on. Mm-hmm. We, we're going to take a break real quick. Uh, when we okay. come back, we want to not only continue, but we want to find out some of the new projects that you're working on. Because I know that you got a lot of good things and very interesting and yes, creative things working on. So, so we'll be okay, right great. back in, in, uh, in two minutes and we shall return. This is Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. Brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com, or call 408-288-8806. Now, back to Silicon Valley Business Connections. Welcome back to the Carl and Carl Show. I can never remember the real name of the show, so we're going to call it the Carl and Carl Show. And we are here talking to the uh, attorney, uh, legal uh, attorney, uh, Kelly Woolfolk, who is one of the most creative uh, and uh, talented young ladies in the entertainment industry. Uh, so we want to continue talking. So, Kelly, one of the things Carl talked about before uh, we signed off earlier was uh, young ladies that we, that are listening to the show that might have an interest in becoming a lawyer or and specifically in entertainment. Uh, so what skills are important um, in being a successful attorney? Um, I'll say this. I think one of the most important skills that often gets overlooked by people is listening, right? I mean, we know that lawyers need to you know, be good readers and writers, you know, and I'll talk about that in a second, but, but truly listening to people, listening to conversations that you're, if you're in a room and, you know, you hear what people are talking about, it's not, I mean, it's certainly, it's the information that's exchanged. You, you want to hear what exactly your client is telling you. And a lot of times, you know, clients can be all over the place. They don't necessarily know exactly what they need. But the closer you pay attention to them, the more, as a lawyer, you will find out, okay, I, I hear them saying this. What that really means is they need a good non-disclosure agreement because they don't want to give up that idea right away. Um, also, by listening, you can determine what the power dynamics are in certain relationships, right? Because everybody's vying for power. People want to, you know, make their money and, and have their name in lights or whatever it is. But you learn a lot just by paying attention to how people, observe, how people are acting. So I say if you observe and listen, and that's not something that people usually think about when you talk about legal skills. But I've learned a lot just by being around places and paying close attention to what people are saying and, and how that comes across. So, um, and uh, of course, you can practice that at any time. I'm, I'm sorry. What, what, did you, what did she say? <laughs> what did she say? I didn't hear what she yes, said. I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, 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 yeah. so tell, tell us some of the creative things. Tell us some of the interesting and exciting things you're doing right now, Kelly. Uh, well, my most interesting project right now is... We're working on a television show that is about sex. And um, there's a sex therapist I met uh, not too long ago in Los Angeles. She's a young woman, a young black woman, about, I think she's like 36 years old, who uh, has a master's in social work and did a lot of training in human sexuality. She decided that she wanted to be a specific sex therapist because people have a lot of issues around this. And I will tell you that while in some ways people think, oh, it's a touchy topic and you know maybe kind of strange, our aim is to bring this to the public in a way that, 
allows people to engage in conversations, you know, have positive, healthy attitudes and healthy behaviors around sex and sexuality. Because in this country, this culture has for a very long time repressed that type of behavior and made people feel ashamed or that it's not okay or it's uncomfortable to communicate about it. And I think when that happens, any type of repression, eventually things are going to come to the surface. But sometimes when they do, they come up in a way that is, is not healthy and it can be harmful to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And so our, our effort in doing this is to entertain people. We want it to be interesting and fun and, you know, you know, enjoyable to watch, but also to really inform and, and begin to have some of the conversations that, you know, are, that need to be had. So it's not going to be just a talk show. We'll have a lot of different formats and really interesting, creative things that are done on the show. Um, so we're working on now producing some, some what they call presentation episodes, which are kind of like pilots that mm-hmm. we would then present to networks. Um, looking for investors. If anybody wants to get in the TV business, this is a great opportunity. I got five on it. We need about five to 10,000 per episode. And we're looking at shooting about, might say five, six episodes to start. So, um, which really does a very small budget by TV standards. And this is again, just to get us off the, off the ground. But the good news is in terms of investors, then you have a potential for earning on the back end. And what that means is the back end means that once the show gets purchased, let's say HBO buys the show, they're interested in it, they buy it. When the revenue starts coming in, when it starts making money, let's just say round numbers. Let's say the show makes a million dollars. If you have invested and you have a 1% or 2% or up to 5% on the back end, you would get that much of the net revenue at the end. So for a thousand or a $10,000 investment, you stand to make a whole lot more money. Um, so those are the type of deals that you um be working on and generating those type of front end, back end, the the legal deals for the shows yes. and yes, yes. Indeed. Now, now who's and actually producing? Who's actually producing that type that show? I am the executive producer, and so oh, I was wow. this about yeah about you should have led with on. that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, this is my debut as an executive producer on the show. Nice. Um, yeah, it is, and it, it was. I'll tell you, it's really it's been very very helpful to have been an attorney for this long and to learn the business. So I've been working with Bentley and Trent at Harvest Studios. I mentioned earlier for about five years now. So I've learned a lot about how the deals get done, what's important, you know, what the different terms in the contract are, how to negotiate certain things. Now you um, said this is like a talk show or this is like a Ruth, like a Ruth Westheimer type of show or? Well, you know, we have someone who's got, I'd say a lot, Ruth Westheimer was a little bit frisky for her day, but we've got someone who's got a big personality. Yes, there will be a talk element to it, but we'll also do some different segments where maybe it's like speaking to people on the street or going into people's homes and helping them kind of create a certain ambiance. Oh, and wow. Some guest hosts and some audience and lots of different things like that. Some Put some candles things. around and some lower the lights <laughs> and little Miles Davis and say, now let's talk about sex. Well, I'll give you a quick tip. Here's for example. So, a lot of times when people want to get in the mood, they'll put on their favorite jam, right? Like the R. Kelly or the Luther, whoever yeah. it is, Mario, I don't know. Yeah. But, but a lot of times, though, you start paying attention to the lyrics, right? You want to sing and sway and everything. But if you put on music that doesn't have any lyrics, if it's just an instrumental, you tend to be able to focus more on your partner. You don't get distracted by all that and singing and crooning and stuff. And so... The objective is to really just be present and focus on who you're with. Okay, so how do you go about? Now, I, I understand the executive producer is one you got to go find the money and you got to put the, mm-hmm. put the production together. Everything. But, but how, how do you yes. go about uh, at that point? You know, selling the show like that, to pitching it to a, 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 a um, HBO, a, a, yeah, an HBO or Showtime or A right. and E, Bravo or something. Right. Well, the first step is we have to put together a really tight pilot. So, for example, what we're doing now is we have our writers on deck 
And we've got the segments. We're going to do three initial shows to, to show to our executive producers and get, let them give us some feedback. This is Bentley and Trent at Harvest. And um, based on what they tell us, you know, so we'll have basically each show will have eight segments because we, we figured out the time. So for a 60-minute show, you're looking at about 45 or so minutes of content, mm-hmm. right? Um, because at the beginning, you have the credits rolling, and the end, you've got the credits rolling. So you don't count that. And so we have to fill up every single minute. I mean, down to the second. It's very particular. We put it together very tightly. I've talked to someone just today about a score, which is the music that goes into a TV show. Um, and we, we put together every piece of that, and then we would string it together. We wouldn't take, for example, an hour-long show to HBO and say, look at this. You put together what's called a sizzle reel, which is maybe 90 seconds, a minute or two, of some highlights, some of the best stuff you've got. And, of course, you have to be able to give them your elevator pitch, which is like a very condensed version of what the show is about, the impact. You know, we've, we were doing our research. We're getting our focus group together. We have a survey out right now that people can take. It's anonymous to give us some feedback. So we have all of our ducks in a row so that when you go to HBO, you've you got to go in there absolutely tight. You know, there's no second chances. You know, you've got to have considered every possibility, you know, the financing, the, who, the, who, who you're looking at attracting, who's the audience. Um, what the host has to offer, all these kinds of things, who's backing it, who are not just our investors, but who are the producers? Do these people have experience? All of that. And as an attorney, I can tell you, I, get, I have a lot of leverage with that because there are not a lot of people who know sort of all the ins and outs of the business. Lots of people have great ideas, but it's one thing to go from the idea stage to really putting it together. So mm-hmm. for all you ladies out there who want to either get into the entertainment business or maybe you want to be an immigration lawyer or you want to help families, you want to do family law, whatever it is, get your skills down. Don't let anyone tell you that, you know, because you're a woman, you're going to have a harder chance. Women do great. Often, mm-hmm. I had my executive producer tell me this just last week. He said, Kelly, when you're talking to investors, they're much more likely to give the money to a woman mm-hmm. than to a man mm-hmm. because of some of that male-female dynamics. You can absolutely use your womanliness to your advantage. Now, that being said, you want to do it in a way that gains you respect and, and, you know, the confidence of people. You want to maintain your credibility. So, of course, you carry yourself as a professional. Um, but in, I would back up again. So I did, I said my JD at Howard, which is my first law degree, and I went and got a master's in law. It's called an LLM at UC Berkeley. And out of a class of, I don't know, 170 people maybe, I was the only black person in my class. We had a couple of people from Nigeria. There was a guy from Ethiopia, but I was the only black American person in the whole class. And so there were times, you know, I felt very much alone and like, you know, people couldn't really relate to my particular story. But again, that's just, you know, you got to suck it up. There's going to be those times when you're the only one or, you know, you may be sitting alone in a room full of men and they may tell some jokes that are not really cool or whatever it is. You persist because every single time you go through something difficult, it's just like putting another tool in your tool belt. Amen. eventually you'll be able to pull it out and go, okay, I get it. You know, I spent a lot of years doing different work, you know, mediating with the EEOC and all these different things, wondering why, you know, this doesn't make any sense. What is this helping me to do? But learning how to resolve conflicts between parties is huge in what I do now. Learning how to be in the room with people who don't look like me or who don't have the kinds of experiences I've had have helped, has helped me very much. Good. Um, now, now we have a, uh, just a little time left. So I'd like okay. to ask you about um, role models for you. 
tell me who the, you've you've done a lot. You got a BA, a JD, a M, is yeah. it an MLL or MML? LLM, LLM, that yeah. too. Uh, and yeah. uh, you've got an awful lot of experience. So who you know, being as successful as you are, and and she's the mother of, a, of an extremely handsome young man, I should say. Oh, thank you. But who who is your role model? So, um, and we, we only have about a minute worth of time, so uh, make it quicker. Okay. Well, I can tell you, I didn't have a specific mentor along the way. There's, um, so I come from a family that values education highly. So certainly my mom, my dad, my grandparents, everyone, you know, it was like a given that I was going to go to college and do well. Um, there's a woman who's a friend of the family who's also an attorney. Her name is Beverly Baker Kelly. And she, like me, had an interest in traveling the world, but also doing this work. And she got the fact that I didn't want to go to a law firm and just do traditional stuff. And she kept telling me, it's okay, it's okay. Keep listening to your heart. Keep chasing what you want to do, and it'll come. Um, Also, Bentley, I've mentioned him several times. He's been an incredible mentor to me because he gave me an opportunity. And you don't always get opportunities that are going to pay you a lot of money right away. But if you're willing to work for what, what people can offer you, sometimes you'll find that it ends up being, now I can executive produce a show. Right, wow. wow, that's wonderful. Yeah. What do you got to say, Curls? We wrap it up. Yeah, um, Ke- go to Kelly's page on and Kelly. Can I send some people to your page, Kelly Wolfolk, sure. on, on Facebook? And do I see there's a survey on there? Take her yes, survey uh, and uh, and attribute to uh, her success, Carl. Wow, we want to thank you, Kelly, for being on Silicon Valley Business Connection, where we discuss what's the business behind what's really happening here in Silicon Valley and in California. Whether it's art, movies, finance, education, even government, it's all about business. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you very much. Can I give you guys my website real quick? Please yes. do. All right. So it's Wolfolk, my last name, W-O-O-L, like sheep, F-O-L-K, like people, and the word law, wolfolklaw.com. Wolfolklaw.com. And we'll put all the information on our website, too. Thank Perfect. you, Kelly. Appreciate it. Wonderful talking to you and hope to see you soon. God bless you. Thanks so much. Bye, Kelly. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected, Silicon Valley Business Connections. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.